Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined, as always, by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes and our fearless producer, Brendan Pika. Guys, welcome in for our week four recap for the NFC home teams. Hello. 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 Uh, and for our listeners, I do need to poke some fun at Andrew. Yep, Here's here a go. brain teaser to start the day. Uh, uh, what does <laughs> what does Andrew and the New York Jets have in oh, common? Oh, come on. Don't do that to me. <laughs> you guys oh, are both 0-4 this season. thing you could have uh, said. Andrew... Uh, you know, every week we we predict games, who's going to win, yeah. and we have a little competition amongst ourselves to see who yeah. can predict the most correct games. Andrew, you are zero and four against me this year. I lost it. And, and Brendan is he's quickly finding out that the best way to win is by choosing yeah. what I choose. So yeah, I've, yeah, pretty I've lost much. My touch. Yeah. you lost your touch, man. I've so, lost my touch. I don't know what happened. I'm getting like players correct. Like I'm good at like predicting what players are going to be good, but overall team performance i'm just garbage <laughs> well i'm sure our listeners would much rather have you be embarrassed about your predictions but yeah. be right about the players so you know what i'll i'll give that one to you You do get that award this season uh, and today we're going to be breaking down the week four games for the nfc home teams uh and andrew i think we can just jump right into jump it jump into the reason i lost <laughs> starting out with the indianapolis colts who beat the Chicago Bears. I, this is a good game. Um, you know, these are two teams that, you know, I feel are on the up and up. Uh, kind of came into the season as underdogs and I think are turning into, I think fearsome is too strong of a word, uh, but pretty decent teams. Yeah. Um, obviously the Colts are better, <laughs> which is why they won. Apparently uh, they are. But as far as fantasy options, on a scale of one through ten, how done are you with T.Y. Hilton? How done am I? At, yes. Like as ten being completely done off the team, dropping. Let's say ten is off the team. One is he's locked and loaded locked in your wide receiver spot. That means I think five would be a consider starting. Five. I put him at about a eight for me, where I'm. I'm. He's on my bench. He's, and yeah. he's staying there until he can prove me wrong, or one or two more weeks of this crap. <laughs> and then he's gone. He's out of here. Uh, yeah, no. Think of a Hunter Renfro. I don't know. I am right there with you. There's just so many good options on the waiver wire. Um, T.Y. Hilton's on my bench until he proves it. You know, he's had good matchups. He just hasn't been getting the targets or the production. Um, really, you know, Jonathan Taylor, a little bit of a disappointing game, but mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's too worried about it. Mo Ali Cox shows up in a major way. He's a good tight end. I... I liked him last year, or last year, last week. I said that he should be a tight end that you can pick up. Yeah. Um, I liked him over, oh, who did I pick last week? I, I forgot. I don't know. But I said he's a good option. Yep. Because he is favored by Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And he got a TD. He didn't put up a lot of yardage, only one reception for 13 yards. But with a tight end like this, as long as you get a touchdown, you're happy. And he's proving that he can actually be a starting tight end if you're desperate. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, only two targets, like you said, one reception for a touchdown. 
Uh, but when you're a tight end, that is what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, you know, I, I don't think there's that many other fantasy viable options on this team you are looking at. Um, and not really any substantial performances. No, um, just, I would say, I think it's time to take the Colts defense seriously. Oh yeah. This, I mean, this team absolutely. is the best passing defense and the third best, fourth best rushing defense. I didn't believe it in the beginning, but it's really time. You got to take this seriously. If you got a team going up against the Colts, a player going up against the Colts and they're a fringe starter, maybe consider looking elsewhere. Cause this is a nasty defense. Um, okay. I will, I will half agree with you. Yes, they are a good defense. However, I do want to point out that they've faced Jacksonville, yeah. Minnesota, the Jets, and the Bears. So, you know, it's not like they're going up against good teams. <laughs> um, I do think they're a great team. They are absolutely somebody that I look at as a matchup and go, okay, that's not as favorable of a matchup. Uh, but as far as a, a freestanding fantasy defense, you know, I, you know, let, let's let's see them play you know, better teams. They play since they play Cleveland this week. I'm excited to see how that looks got, out. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can certainly find out here. And over to the Bears' side of the ball, um, you know, Nick Foles goes back to a pumpkin. Um, you know, I get it because it's October. That too. I was more thinking <laughs> Cinderella. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But okay. Oh, I get it. You. Okay. <laughs> that took me a while. I thought you were just trying to get like a Halloween theme. No, I think, I guess I could have been a little bit more specific yeah. there, uh, but okay. this bears offense, I wouldn't say I was blown away by their performance. Uh, Anthony Miller let me down in a big way again. Um, I guess, do you have any major takeaways? I think David Montgomery is, you know, maybe he not necessarily a stud, but I think he's a locked and loaded player. Yeah. Um, Alan Robinson, game. huge game. Thrilled to see that connection with Foles. He That's delivers again. Any interest in any other receiving options? Uh, I mean, Anthony Miller, like you said, he's rosterable and he's considered a, a starting spot every week, but no one else really on this team. Jimmy Graham is the only one up there where I can make an argument, but I don't know. I like between, let's say, Mo Alley Cox and Jimmy Graham, I will probably go Mo on this one. So Jimmy Graham's a, a a decent option for a tight end, but I wouldn't be jumping to start him anytime soon. Yeah, no, I think that is exactly correct. I would also like to mention uh, there is a player on the Bears called Darnell Mooney. Uh, He did have nine targets for 52 yards in the week four loss to the Colts. Um, But nine targets was second on the team to Allen Robinson. That's good. You know, I don't know if Foles prefers Mooney to uh, Miller, uh, but certainly somebody to keep an eye on, especially in deep leagues. Nothing substantial yet, uh, but if this Bears offense does continue to improve, he could be an interesting desperation play down the road. But once again, right now, just speculative. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, we have the L.A. Chargers, who fell to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Starting with the Chargers, uh, Herbert, he's a much better quarterback than I originally gave him credit for. Uh, He came in and he is playing like a really good quarterback, uh, especially for a rookie during a Corona off season uh, who didn't think he was going to be starting until Tyrod Taylor got mauled by a team doctor. So Herbert, 
Oh, let's hear it. Herbert or Burrow? Burrow. Okay. Yep. I like, All right. I like Burrow better. Um, but enough. no, I think those are, I think that's a pretty good comparison. Um, you know, I certainly see where we're coming from. Um, but Herbert, I don't think is a standalone fantasy option yet. I wouldn't be in a rush to start him, uh, but he could be a fine spot start during the bye weeks. Austin Eckler, big news, is, is expected to miss four to six weeks with a hamstring injury. That's that's that's, that's rough. Uh, Joshua Kelly it should be a the number one pickup in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could step in and be a solid RB two back end RB two. Uh, Justin Jackson, are you rushing to add him in, on your on your teams? Um, not really. <laughs> I like Joshua Kelly a lot better than than well, Justin of course. Jackson. Yes. Um. Both of them didn't really have great games after Eckler or a great game after Eckler left, but I still like Kelly more. He's going to be involved more. Uh, so I would say Kelly definitely and Justin Jackson, if you really need a running back. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a good point. Uh, and Keenan Allen, you know, didn't have a terrible week, but did not impress my lone pick from last week that did end up correct. I believe I did predict 50 to 60 yards. Yeah, you spot uh, on there. I will take that dub. Um, Other than the Eckler injury, I don't think much changed uh, on this team. Uh, Over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of the ball. Tom Brady throws five touchdowns. Uh, Man, he's, he's a good player. He was missing Chris Godwin. Mike Evans stepped up. Scotty Miller was able to hold on to a touchdown. I don't think any fantasy opinions really changed. Uh, no. You know, when Godwin comes back, no, I think it. Scotty Miller goes back to a flex. But Mike and Godwin, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you know, I think they are locked in as, you know, top end wide receivers. OJ Howard they, is out for the season with an Achilles yeah. injury. Uh, that does leave just Gronk and Cameron Brait. But I'm not in any rush to start either of those as my tight end. Wait till you see it. Um, I will say, though, the Top four receivers for Tampa uh, has not practiced yet this week, and they have an early game this Thursday. So really, uh, really pay attention to our next episode. Take a listen to that where we go over week five preview, and we'll give you more injury updates uh, as we go on later this week. That's one thing to to keep an eye out for. So Yeah, Andrew, nice start. plug. Yeah, absolutely plugging for an episode that hasn't even come out yet <laughs> uh when it comes to the running game uh andrew ronald jones yep. Leonard fournette it's Keyshawn vaughn yeah where is your heart where's my heart away from tampa <laughs> i don't know it's a mess uh ronald jones had a great game 20 carries for 111 yards but that's just because leonard fournette was out if leonard fournette was in i could see that cut in half and half it to Fournette, so cut that in half. Ten carries for about fifty yards. I don't like that. As Thank much. you, our mathematician. Yeah, it's my math wasn't even right on that either. It should be more around one fifty uh, oh six or God, something. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm going on about. I'm trying to do math in my head and it messes with me. Ronald Jones is great by himself, but when Leonard Fournette's back in, I don't want anything to do with this run game. All right. If I, I had to pick Fournette. Interesting. All right. Well, that is a good answer. Uh, Next up, we are reviewing the Cleveland Browns beating the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, starting with the Browns side of the ball, uh, the big news is Nick Chubb is expected to miss up to six weeks with an MCL injury. That is a huge loss. Nick Chubb is a excellent, excellent running back, and it also elevates Kareem Hunt to RB1 category. Um, man, uh, Kareem Hunt, it's yeah. pretty tough to name other running backs you would rather have than Kareem Hunt. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal offensive line. And this is a Browns team that is just running roughshod over everybody. Uh, I was happy to see in this game, Odo Beckham Jr. You know, he was a player that, you know, he's one of the most traded players um, in fantasy football, but he delivered in a major way. We saw that Odo Beckham Jr. spark once again. The dude's a stud. I mean, the talent is still there. It's just a matter of his involvement and his mm-hmm. connection with Baker. So he's one of those people you just start no matter what, because these are the games he can have. Absolutely. Jarvis it's- Landry, um, you know, very good game. However, I think he is uh, much more of a yo-yo player. Um, you know, I think he has a lower ceiling than Odo Beckham Jr. And I think he has a lower floor than Odo Beckham Jr. So, yeah. you know, I think that. he's a, a, he's a flex player, um, but even then I'm not all that excited about it. Yeah. He's a very good bench spot. Yep, yep. Uh, and even in a huge day where the Browns put up so many points, Baker Mayfield was barely a, uh, a fantasy option. Um, I believe two total touchdowns and like 250 yards. Uh, so 100, 165. 165 yeah, not passing. Not a lot. That not is a ugly. lot of passing. Um, yeah, so Baker Mayfield, you know, I people had high hopes for what he'd, he could accomplish. And I think he's looking like a, a pretty mediocre quarterback. He's a, you know who he reminds me of? Alex Smith. Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, oh my gosh. Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> Throwback. Um, yeah, Alex Smith. You know, he's just, you're not going to lose many games because of <laughs> Alex Smith, but he's not going to go out there and single-handedly win a game for you either. I think he's more in the uh, the game manager category. Yeah, yeah, put him there. Yeah, uh, over to the Cowboys' side of the ball. Actually, I do want to say one more thing. I think the Browns have the best O-line in football, and obviously their ground game speaks for itself. Dang. Uh, Kareem Hunt right. is just a beast at this point, and their their rushing per game is incredible. They averaged 4.6 yards before contact against oh, the Cowboys this past that's week. That's a good stat. I like that. Um, over to the Cowboys' side of the ball. You know what? I, I don't hate Dak Prescott. I love him. Uh, I'm not a huge Dak Prescott believer. I have no reason to believe that. Um, He's a phenomenal player. And for fantasy football, he's been an absolute beast. I think there is a legitimate case for him to be the number one fantasy football quarterback in fantasy football this season. Wow. That's so good. He's putting up better numbers than Russ, putting up better numbers than Mahomes, Jackson. He's on a terrible team <laughs> with probably the best receiving core in football. It's a weirdly um, terrible team. It shouldn't yeah. be terrible, but it is. Oh, I mean, it's Mike McCarthy. So that's, I warned all you Dallas Cowboy fans. Yeah, that was the most boring signing. Yeah. Um, you but. know, I, here's the takeaways. Dak, good. Zeke, good. Uh, Amari Cooper is a stud. Uh, he's just one of those players that you set it and forget it. And CeeDee Lamb, I think, pulls ahead of Michael Gallup in this game. CeeDee yeah. Lamb has a big day, and he has shown in a major way he's a bona fide number one receiver. Um, you know, I think CeeDee Lamb is encroaching on wide receiver two territory. 
he's getting even the involvement. He's getting the yards, the touchdowns. He's he's a well balanced player. He's it, he's there for me already. He's in. He's wide receiver two for me. Especially with that uh, garbage defense, uh, Dak is going to need to rely on CD quite a bit. Yeah. Um, with Gallup, do you have Gallup in the flex category, or is he purely oh, bench? Man, uh, he's purely bench for me now. I'm fading on him. There, there's a. I I still think that there is enough room for all three of those wide receivers to do well. But if one of them is going to drop off, it's going to be Michael Gallup, and it's starting to look like it. So he's a he's a bench for me um until something big happens but yeah i mean gallup or lamb and mark cooper way ahead of him yeah i mean gallup you know it's it's tough there's so many mouths to feed on this team but gallup can still have those big blow-up games Uh, i know not against cleveland but against seattle uh, two weeks ago you know he had 138 receiving yards and a touchdown so he's absolutely capable in this offense i think he's a good desperation play there is a very high ceiling in this offense uh and the tight end schultz yeah he's a beast you know if only blake jarwin would have stayed healthy uh schultz is kind of just a watered down version of blake jarwin Mm -hmm. there are so many good tight ends this season uh and unfortunately i picked all the wrong ones it's so weird it's so weird with having like like looking at the free agents on fantasy and seeing that there's good tight ends available yeah it's crazy and you know there's no reason to be starting jimmy cram (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, there there really isn't. There's better tight ends out there that you've probably never heard of before this season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else noteworthy. I do not no. believe so. Uh, I think this is the combination best offense, worst defense that we've seen in recent years. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who defeated the Washington National Football Team. You know, closer game than I thought. Closer game than people expected. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a better game, uh, but still pretty pedestrian with what you would have hoped for from Lamar Jackson. It was a quiet game. You know, I'll, 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 I'll just lay that out there. I do think Washington has a really solid defense, shockingly. And this was without Chase Young. Um, you know, Marquise Brown. Andrew, how concerned are you about Marquise Brown? Uh, getting more and more every week. But he didn't have the worst week this week. He had four receptions, 86 yards, no TDs yet, which is a little concerning. Uh, He definitely went from, in my head at the beginning of the year, from a low-end wide receiver two to a now flex option and close to being a borderline flex option for me. Um, I I like the, the ceiling. I like the potential that he has, but he really hasn't reached that yet this season. He had a, one of the best games this season, but I, I really want to see more before I'm comfortable. So he he's a low-end flex for me. Yeah, no, I, I'm i right there with you. Uh, and he's just one of those blow-up players where you know what you're getting. You kind of bake him into uh, the rest of your team's recipe. If you have a safe lineup, you can feel pretty good about Brown. If you have a very up-and-down roster, then Brown might not be the player for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a question. Would you trade for or trade away Marquise Brown? Um, ooh, that's a really good one. I, You know, I'm going <laughs> to go trade for. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think you can get him on the cheap. I, I agree. Uh, over to the Washington side, not a whole lot of takeaways. Scary Terry is good at football. 
Boom. Yep. Yeah. Easy hey, peasy. Gibson. Yeah. Uh, put put some respect on my boy Gibby. Yep. Some love to Gibson. Had mm-hmm. a very good game. Scored a TD and is looking fine. You know, it's. I do think it's time he's treated as the bona fide number one in that backfield. And hopefully that translates to fantasy football goodness very quickly. Uh, Ravens are a tough matchup. And I do think moving forward, Gibson, I think he's startable in all leagues. Yep. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how much he rises. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints who defeated the Detroit Lions. Um, Drew Brees, it's <laughs> uh, not good. It's very sad. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. It's tough when you see. <laughs> have you seen the movie The Last Samurai? I have. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it, it's tough when you see such a a noble figure just meet its end, and there's nothing you can do except watch it fail. You know, I I think Drew Brees, bless his heart, Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know how much more he has it, and I was yeah. shocked at how much. Thomas was masking his decline. Um, it's crazy. This is going to happen a lot in in the near future. It's going to be Breeze, Brady's getting to that point. How dare you? I don't I say mean, it. How don't many more it. years does Brady have left? Even yeah. I'm going to say it. Don't even, say it. Shut up. Yep. No, he's no. Got, he can't have that many years left. Are you saying that after the year he's having? How dare you come down on my man Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? He is crushing it. Oh man! Anyway, I mean, he's crushing it. He's having a great year this year, but <sighs> anyway, know, back to New Orleans. Last year. <laughs> Matt Ryan getting there too. So yeah. Uh, yeah, fortunately for the Saints, they have arguably the best one-two punch in football with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Unfortunately, Murray poaches two touchdowns from Kamara, uh, but you know I wouldn't take away too much. You know, I mean, I, I, well, it took I, away a I, lot, I should say, but that. it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't like it didn't ruin Kamara's week. Right. Yeah, Kamara still had a solid outing. Um, I'm not looking too much into this. You know, Kamara is their specialist. You know, yeah. Latavius Murray, they don't care as much about. So uh, they will beat him into the ground. So Murray, I don't think is anything. I'm not looking into this. I don't think he's a flex play. This is still Kamara's world. I agree. Um, you know, no wide receiver options on this team. I'm looking at uh, Jared Cook. Ugh, man, it's it's a rough passing. Not, not what we expected from him. Not what we expected uh, from the Saints passing offense. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Thomas is back. Yeah. Uh, over to the Lions side of the ball. Uh, Kenny Galladay, welcome back. Hey-o. Good performance. I will say uh, one of the saddest experiences I've had this season is watching the decline of Marvin Jones. Uh, he used to be a player who could just put up huge weeks and he would yo-yo. He was very Amari Cooper-esque. Uh, but this year, it's been all down. He was somebody that I'd say, you know what? You can flex him. You know, he's yep. he's just one of those players that can always have a big game. Uh, and I'm out. I'm out on Marvin. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm right. done with him, too, which is funny. We'll be talking about him later this episode. Oh, I'm you sure. Every time will. you, like, take a break to stop about a player... It may or may not be like in my knees. Oh man! Well, great minds think alike. Or, yeah, I'm not sure what we're doing. Game, so, um, yeah, running game. Are you team DeAndre Swift or are you team Peterson? Oh, it's not team Peterson. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, 
between Peterson and Swift, I gotta keep going with Peterson. Oh, it's weird saying that, but he's getting majority carries. And uh Oh, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I'd put Peterson fresh. as a as a low end flex, Swift as a solid bench. Uh <laughs> great in keeper leagues, but Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Uh man, Adrian Peterson continuing yeah, what, to what show he, he gets it done. Um, yeah, not a shocking game. Matt Patricia, an interesting coach. I'm interested to see how long he stays. Yeah. Is he next? They fired Caldwell uh, with a nine I and seven season. So. And now Matt Patricia hasn't had a winning season yet. Yeah. So, it's the a little weird over there in the front office, but oh next well. up we have the Arizona Cardinals facing the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this was a good game. Uh, it, I think it exposed a lot about both of these teams. Uh, the Cardinals side of the ball, put it. they struggled. Um, the Panthers were not a great defense going into this game. I would still argue that they're not a great defense moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Cardinals, you know, they had some trouble piecing it together. DeAndre Hopkins had a less stellar performance than normal. But I think the main story is Kenyon Drake. Uh, or rather, if you started him, Kenyon Mistake. <laughs> God. Oh, you totally just thought of that on the spot. Oh, that was so it. good. Oh, man. Um, but uh, I didn't start him in any leagues. So I, I didn't <laughs> so, make that So you mistake. can joke about it. Um, I would assume it. it is not as funny if you did start him. No. And Andrew, I'll level with you, man. He was somebody I was really excited about. We were all excited about. Yeah, I, I, it's inexplicable. He's less effective. Um, the team isn't using him the same way. He wasn't involved in the passing game as much as we were expecting. It's gross. I, I, I wish, I wish I could tell you something different. But mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of is it was just a couple of weeks ago he was still in a walking boot before the football season. So, yeah, is he dealing with an injury? Did he really just lose that talent? <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. I think you still have to start him, especially next week. But yeah, no, that's definitely a bitter pill to swallow if you have Kenyon Drake. He's making me really nervous because he went from an absolute RB1 on your team to now a was performing to me like a like a RB like a flex. Like a bad flex. (laughs) Yeah, bad flex, but he's at least RB2 upside. That's it. Yeah, no, that's that's gross, and our heart goes out to all of the Drake enthusiasts. Um, over to the Panthers' side of the ball, Robbie Anderson continues to be the wide receiver one for this team mm-hmm. and is balling out. That is something I did not expect, but kudos to Anderson and Bridgewater. I do want to say DJ Moore, or what I like to call him recently, DJ, DJ Snore. Oh. <laughs> uh, DJ Less, that's a good one too. I'm a fan of the Rhymes. But yeah, DJ Moore, I still believe in him. He's still got the talent. You know, the only thing, you know, I can I can express is, you know, the Panthers had a pretty big lead going into the third quarter. So they really didn't need to throw as much uh, to DJ Moore. And he does get the attention. So I still believe in Moore. You know, he's getting the targets. He know. has the talent. I'm not giving up so early. It's tough. It sucks but I'm not selling him for pennies on the dollar. I think you just have to hold tight. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he, he's not, he's very disappointing this year, but he had one good game, but he's not going to be that wide receiver one like you expected with that 
huge upside. He's a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, Mike Davis is a very good player Still and good. has performed admirably in McCaffrey's absence. As long as McCaffrey's gone, I think you can start him up as a solid wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Uh, next up, we have the New York Giants, who fell to the L.A. Rams surprise, in a game that was not as exciting as I was hoping for. Uh, starting with the Giants, this team is a mess. Uh, Evan, Grim- Evan Ingram was the most targeted player in the passing game, uh, but put up a very rough outing, <laughs> uh, which continues his string of very rough outings. You would assume his targets would lead to production, but that has not been the case. I think for the time being, I'm benching him in favor of other options until go. Ingram can, unless until they can piece it together. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is just not connecting with Evan Ingram. It's not connecting and, with anyone. Yeah, fair, fair point. Show me a show me a hundred yard game from a receiver on this team. Yeah, it, I, I can't. You can't. There yeah. is none. It is icky, and even the running back options. Devontae Freeman, I'm not all that excited about. I, I would say Desperation Flex. He actually didn't do too bad. He's evolved a lot in the receiving game, which is what I like about him. So PPR, he definitely has some value. And it doesn't seem like you're excited about it. I'm not, like, <laughs> over the moon. I'm not like, you got to pick him up right now, but if you if you need a Well, I a think you should pick him up right now. If he is you available, should, you should pick him up. He needs to be on a team, but I'm not, like, hyping him up. Because gotcha. he's not he's not gonna perform like he did in years past. He's gonna be a a flex option with low end RB two upside. He's gonna get you max. I would say twelve points per game. Twelve points if on a good day. Five points on a bad day. That's what you'd expect from Devonta Freeman this season. So if you're happy with that, go for it. I am. I put him in my flex. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, I certainly agree with you, know, you there. Um, yeah, it's just a, a low upside offense, unfortunately, for the time being. Uh, people were pretty excited about Danny Dimes, uh, but that is just not not who he is. No. Um, yeah, over to the Rams side of the ball. Kind of a disappointing offensive performance. Uh, both running backs struggled. Henderson did not play well, and he was actually out-touched by Malcolm Brown, uh, who also did not perform very well. So... Unfortunately, it really does seem to be the committee approach McVeigh hinted at. Um, if you have to start one, I would start Henderson. And I do still have Henderson as a, a low-end flex option. Yeah. This, this team is going to have effective runners. It's just gross just trying know. to figure out yeah. who it's going don't to know. be. The story is written right now for Cam Akers to have a good week five. Just pointing that out. Okay. Coming back from injury. Hmm. which means don't start any of them next week is what I'm saying. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Next yeah, week, we'll, so. we'll talk about it in the preview. Uh, but when it comes to the passing options, Higby, a little disappointing. <laughs> uh, and by little, I mean a lot. A lot, yeah. Cooper Cup showed up in a big way, almost 70 receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, and Robert Woods, disappointing as well. I'm not looking into really any of these two in depth. I just think it was a down week for bad this week. offense. Yeah, bad uh, over to the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the 49ers. Winning. Whoa. Winning. Top Whoa. of the NFC East. Hey now, one, two, and one. Let's go. That was so much enthusiasm for it was a, a lot game of enthusiasm. I did not expect. I was joking because they're the best team in the NFC East right now. <laughs> Which is <laughs> not saying that much. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, starting with the Eagles, what it was a heck? rough outing. And Andrew, I don't know. Who are you impressed by? Because I can tell you who it wasn't. It was not Ertz. <laughs> um, I'm impressed by Jake Elliott, maybe. That's <laughs> disgusting. That's if that's the person. No, he only got um, one field goal. I, I, there's, there's no one I'm that impressed by. No, a Ertz lot of people had a terrible playing. game. Miles Sanders, terrible game. Well, okay, not terrible, but yeah, 76 total want. yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not great. Real Kenyon Drake numbers. Oof, ouch. I um, be wrong. Yeah, no, there's nobody in the Eagles. I'm in a rush to start. I think Ertz would be the best option. Uh, I do think he is still a tight end one because of his volume, but man, not a good look this week. Uh-huh. Sanders, I'd still start with confidence. That's a down week, and same with Ertz. Over to the Niners side of the ball. Andrew, you are... You like the Niners more than I do. I uh, just like him because of one man. George Kittle. He well, okay. That's crushed true. it. Two he had eight. a gigantic... <laughs> you're, so, you're so dumb. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, let's start with Kittle. Yeah, so Kittle had a great week. Absolutely oh, dominated. Back from injury. He is the... Man, him and Kelsey, tight ends, one bona fide alpha stud. Yep. Andrew, tell me about the other guy you like on the 49ers. <laughs> uh, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk had a lot of, lot of faith in heading into the season. And uh, he's performing really well the last two weeks. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. And one of the best parts about Ayuk is they're really relying on his athleticism over his route running. Uh, that's yeah. something we've seen them do successfully with Debo Samuel. Um you know, I, it's a great look for Ayuk, and especially for a rookie to be able to get that. Uh, I'm not gonna say easy plays, but you, know, I, you don't have to. You don't have to manufacture easy. throws to him. You know, you give him the ball and let him do the rest. And we saw actually, that hurdle. He was, he was phenomenal. Amazing. He was amazing. He had a yeah. better run game than he did a receiving game this week. <laughs> yeah, no, he I was great, him. and I I love how Shanahan's using him. So I think he is. I think he's a startable oh, asset in fantasy fired football. Up. Fired up about him. But that's Fire it. Up. I mean, yep. you got Ayuk, you got Kittle, and a little bit of McKinnon. And that's <laughs> a little it. bit. A little just bit. A little, just a little bit. 54 yeah. yards and a TD for McKinnon. Decent I, game. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. once Moser comes back, it's no more. No mas, oh. McKinnon. <laughs> no mas. No mas. And the final game of the week was my personal favorite. The Atlanta oh, Falcons falling to the Green Bay Packers 4-0. and oh. Super Bowl, here we come again. Not a chance. Not a chance. Oh, Andrew. Yeah. You have no faith. I don't. I don't have faith in the Packers. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. We're 4 not, not to win the Super Bowl, not at all. Okay. Win the NFC North, absolutely. But no <laughs> chance they're winning the okay. Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, Falcons. Uh, Todd Gurley, great game. Heavily involved. Scores a touchdown. Todd Gurley, man, it's... Touchdown or bust, and fortunately, he got a touchdown. This was a awful, awful game for all the Atlanta receiving options. Hayden Hurst, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, all disappointed in a major, major way. How much do you attribute to that being a dysfunctional team uh, versus the Green Bay Packers having a stellar defense? It, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Um, what is Zadarius Smith was... 
you know, playing like his usual self, just wreaking havoc, as annoying as that is. But uh, I, I just think it's a bad week for the Falcons. I expected a shootout, and that's definitely not what they gave us. I just think it was a bad week. Packers took control of this game early and just had control the entire time. Didn't let the Falcons do anything, so a little bit of both. Uh, we'll see what happens next week in the preview episode, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a little concerning, the involvement that the receivers got. You know, Calvin Ridley, zero receptions, zero yards. I don't like that one bit, so <laughs> yeah, not, goose not at all. They had to rely on not their first, not their second, not their third, but their fourth receiver to to step it up, which is uh, Zacchaeus, who had the best game. Yeah, uh, we don't gross. even need to talk about him. Nope. But, yeah, I, I just think it's a mix of a bad week and a great defense. A little bit of both. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, and I'd like to create a ringtone of you saying nice things about the Packers. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, there's I a can't lot lie. Say. There's a lot to say. Over can't to the Packers' lie. side of the ball. Rodgers is a beast, a top 10 quarterback. Aaron Jones is a beast, top 10 running back. Devontae Adams was out. MVS sucks. Um, I think the highlight of this game anti-MVS bless his heart you know I'm sure he's a nice guy yeah Uh, there are he uh, I I just have like there's a mixed emotions there's a grouping of fantasy football players that I just have such resentment towards Sammy Watkins it's the Sammy Watkins the Derek Carr the MVS yeah it's just oh, they grind in my gears in the worst way. Uh, Amari Cooper, I just I just can't get behind know. him. Man. I don't get the Amari Cooper. James <clears throat> Crowder, you have in there? No, no, I'm actually no. cool with Crowder. I oh, actually like I've liked him for a while. I love Beasley. What are you talking okay. about? I'm just I, that was a trick question. Yeah. I'll, anyway, I'll moving sure on. That, that uh, you got the Beasles. MVS, you know he's he's a high risk, high reward, desperation flex. Um, even when Adams is in. So that's that's how I, we've seen his upside, and we've also seen him drop hundreds of hundreds of passes. So, <laughs> you know, he can get it done, and he can also make you cry. That's what yep. you're 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 making a deal with the devil. Uh, I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, a little dark, but the big storyline was Robert Tanyan. He had a huge, huge game, uh, and he now has five touchdowns in his last three games. That's and he okay. Is, quietly putting together a case to be a wide receiver or a tight end one. Uh-huh. Um, here's that's his last good. three games. Right in week two against Detroit, two receptions, 25 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Week three against New Orleans, five targets, five receptions for 50 yards, and a touchdown. Then obviously last week, huge game, six targets, six receptions, 98 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. I mean, you got to start him over like Evan Ingram at this point. This past week and the week before that, he caught every single one of his passes. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is so freaking thankful that somebody can catch a freaking <laughs> football. <laughs> oh god! You almost you almost fell off the edge I, there. I almost fell off the edge there. <laughs> you know, I I'd be starting him ahead of Evan Ingram. You know, Rodgers yeah. just wants somebody that desperately. <laughs> uh, and if he has a solid tight end. This is his third year. Uh, this is Tanyan's first, his third year in the league. It's that third year breakout. I think it's here. I think he's displayed his involvement in his offense. I, I'll i start him in, ahead of Evan Ingram now. And that's how I feel about that. Just gotta, gotta go with good performance. Uh, 
Andrew, yeah. let's finish this segment with our glads and sads of yeah. the week for week four. Let's start with the sads. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. My sad of this week was everybody's consensus breakout tight ends. Evan Ingram. Yep. Mike Gesicki. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Noah <yeah>. Fant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rough week for all three of these tight ends. There was a good argument for any of these guys to be the breakout tight end this season. The new Mark Andrews or the new Darren Waller. Ugh, it has not been pretty for any of these guys so far this season. Um, you know, I still have hope for Noah Fant and Mike Kosicki. I think it is just a down week, and Fant is, of course, injured. Evan Ingram, I am fading on. I am so sad by what's going down in that New York Giants offense. So for me, breakout tight ends was my sad pick of week four. Nice. That's a good one. I am going to go with, let's start out with, Daryl Henderson from the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I thought that this would be the game uh, against a terrible defense. I thought this was where he would just be uh, just outstanding. I thought he would just carry this team, prove that he should be that number one guy. Uh, and he was very disappointing. Eight carries, 22 yards. Like you said, Malcolm Brown out-touched him, and now Cam Akers is coming back next week. I was hoping that Daryl Henderson could perform, have a breakout performance to the point where we can say he's going to be the guy for this team. So there can be some fantasy relevance. And now it's <laughs> because he didn't have a great game. It's back to this mess of who's going to have a great week. Who's got the hot hand. We don't know out of these three running backs. So I put him in sad because of the confusion that he is now causing fantasy owners for this run game. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, And my next one is one I feel we both share. AJ Green. Uh, AJ Green, man, I had such high hopes. Finally came back from injury. Finally gets a competent quarterback. Yeah, man, he just, I think he's done, Andrew. He's he's looking terrible. He's getting there. He's getting the targets. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not dropping him by any stretch, but one... (laughs) One reception for three yards is not what you want uh, from any player on your team. You know, I'm not starting him. He's on my bench for another two or three weeks, like you mentioned. At that point, if he's still performing like this, he might get the boot. But he made me very sad week four, especially. I'm going to stick with wide receivers, a guy that we talked about a little earlier this podcast, Marvin Jones from the Detroit Lions. Now that Kenny Galladay's back, he is just he doesn't exist anymore. He got he caught one ball for nine yards, only got targeted twice. Last two games only got targeted five times. He's really not the guy that he used to be. You can't depend on him to get major fantasy points anymore. And with Galladay back in the picture, his targets are gonna go down more and more. So Marvin Jones, a nice easy pick for sad. Yeah, and Andrew, that was my final pick for my sads oh, as well. Uh, Marvin Jones, he was yeah. somebody that for years has been a really, really great flex option. Always capable of putting up those big numbers. That has not been there this season. He is a far second fiddle to Kenny Galladay. Yeah, uh, yeah like you said, he has five targets uh, over these past two games with Kenny Galladay back, where Kenny Galladay has 15 targets in those two games. So Marvin Jones, Avita Zen, my friend. 
Yeah. Um, my final sad player, Matt Ryan. He's got insane weapons on his team. I expected a shootout. I thought he was going to be needing, well, he, I guess he did need to throw the ball a lot. But he just couldn't get anything done. That's two weeks, two disappointing weeks in a row where he hasn't scored more than 12 fantasy points. After the first two weeks, I was very excited, very, uh, I had a lot of faith in him, but no touchdowns this week. Uh, it it kind of seemed like he was, he, he's reaching that point where I'm, uh, I don't have any faith in him anymore. So Matt Ryan really needs a bounce back week next week against Carolina for me to have any faith. Yeah, that is a great pick. And moving over to the Glads, let's end this on a good note. My first one's DJ Chark, nine targets for 95 yards, two touchdowns, comes back from his injury and steps right back into wide receiver one for this team. This is the trajectory I was hoping for this season. DJ Chark, I think, goes back to being a wide receiver two. Nice. All right. My first yay is Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, I got a lot of faith in this kid. I say kid, but he's like the same age as me. Uh, And I'm sitting here and he's on the football field. So that's (laughs) a little sad. (laughs) Uh, Almost 300 yards, three TDs. Uh, He was the lead rusher on the team this week, actually, with 14 yards. So that's not great. Um, He he just looks, he looked good out there. Like the pass to Tyron Johnson, that 53-yard touchdown pass, was one of the best passes I've seen this year. Uh, there's a lot of faith in this guy, um, and he's got weapons like Keenan Allen, like Hunter Henry. They both underperformed this week, but I think they can uh, they can have a bounce back week next week against a very tough New Orleans defense. Ooh, I like it. My next one is Joe Mixon. Uh, man, he was and he's another one of the most traded players in fantasy football. But he shows up in a major way. This is a good reminder that he is a beast. Three total touchdowns, over 150 total yards. Joe Mixon is a supremely talented running back. Um, you know, I my faith has been restored. You know, we see it's still there. It was just a matter of it being put together. I think he keeps this up. I don't think, he, I, obviously I don't think he's going to be scoring three touchdowns a game moving forward. Uh, but I think he goes back to, low end running back one high end running back two especially during the bye weeks joe mixon welcome to relevance you proved you can get it done all right my next player is running back from the washington professional football franchise antonio gibson put up the best week of his career against the one of the best defenses in the baltimore ravens he got 13 carries for 46 yards proven Uh, that he is the lead back on this team. Also got a rushing touchdown, as well as a whopping 82 yards receiving with four receptions. That is awesome. I love seeing that from a player being involved in the ground game and the passing game as well. It is great to see, and he's getting better and better every week. So that's a very glad player. I wish I had a fun first name like Antonio. Antonio? Antonio! Yeah, it is a really good one. My final glad player of the week is Robert Tonian. Uh, The opposite of a fun name. Uh He's emerged in a major way, uh, like we just discussed. Five touchdowns in the last three games. 
I think now is in the argument for a top 10 tight end. Andrew, what do we always say for uh, for tight ends? He gets a touchdown. I'm happy. Yeah. Amen to that, my brother. Got it thrice. He's in it. He got it thrice. Well said. He is obviously getting the opportunity. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers trusts him. And in these past two games, he has caught 100% of his targets. Um, you know, if I was throwing to people who dropped everything, I'd be passing to different people yeah, as well. So, elsewhere. yeah, Aaron Rodgers is on a tear. This Packers offense is on a tear. And I want to scoop up Robert Tonian. Give him to me. He is my glad player of the week. All right, my last one is the number nine receiver this year in fantasy uh we talked about him a little bit this episode but i feel like he doesn't get enough credit for the points he's putting up only scored one touchdown but he's putting up so many yards and receptions per game that he is in the top 10 and that is robbie anderson from the carolina panthers he doesn't get enough credit his worst game he scored 10 fantasy points in an ESPN half-point PPR league. That is his worst game. He's got two games where he's got over 100 receiving yards. Almost got, he was one yard short this week. He's targeted, it. he got targeted 11 times this last game Jeez. against Arizona. It is a very underrated player, I think, this year. And he should be obviously in the starting lineup in every single league uh, until proven otherwise. He's only rostered in 95% of leagues, so that 5% out there, I don't know (laughs) what you're doing, but Robbie Anderson is my last clad player this week. Yeah, that is a great pick. And Andrew, that wraps up our week four recap episode. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. If I can ask a small favor, if you would please be so kind as to leave us a review on whatever platform it is that you are using to listen to us. It keeps us going, it gets the word out there, and helps us talk more about fantasy football. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Please check back later this week for our week five preview episode. Stay safe, stay great. We will catch you next time.